Hey everyone, welcome to, I mean, what should be, I guess, the fourth episode or the fifth episode. We're one behind now. We lost a week. I'm Drew Absher. Yeah, and I'm local guy. Yeah, we did. that. That's, we're that's, on, that's on us. We're on podcaster daylight savings time. <laughs> yeah. So we lost a week, and then in the spring, there will be one week with two episodes, I'm Correct. sure. Correct. So don't don't get mad at us. Um the, we've got some big news. The country of Belgium fucks with us very heavy. Yeah, shout out to Belgium, man. Seriously. Do you? So I got an email that was like from some guy who was like Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. You guys are charting well in Belgium, and we're the number one sports news. Do you believe that? Like, I don't. I don't know if I do because I know obviously in Europe the number one sport is it's it's football or what we over here in America call soccer, right? And um. I actually, I got I got love for 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 a good amount of Belgian soccer players because there was a you know I'm and I, people follow world football they can you know get your laugh in now after I say this I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan which is kind of the equivalent of being a Kings fan they suck they don't suck but they're just kind of like been stuck in purgatory and then oh, when they okay. had some really really good teams it was always just like dysfunction behind the scenes and inability to to invest into the squad properly that kept them from winning anything cuz i've seen them have some incredible seasons with absolutely nothing to show for it um if if you could draw a parallel between uh, a big time soccer club and the kings i would say like tottenham hotspur is kind of okay. kind of like they they i was destined to be a tottenham fan they're, I, they're I chose in belgium the, no, so they're in England. Oh, okay. But they had two very, very good Belgian players on their squad at one point. Oh, and I see. So, and so it made They're me... like the Italians in kicking and screaming? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and so one of those guys is actually back in, in Belgium now playing in the Belgian soccer league over there. And I got a weird feeling, and, and you stop me if this sounds dumb, but he plays for a club. In Belgium, called Royal Antwerp, oh. and our podcast is called Royally Stupid. Do you think there's a chance that? Well, that's what I was thinking because in the subtitle, it's a King's podcast, and right. I was like, maybe they are thinking, I don't know. Does hey, if you're listening in Belgium, let me know. Are you guys a monarchy? I don't yeah, know. We, maybe I, they I, yeah. have like some king or something like that, and they were like, oh, this is Perhaps. a satire pod. Perhaps or. Maybe the country of Belgium is... I literally did have someone on Instagram message me and said, I went to Belgium, and the hotel I stayed in, the front desk guy was a Kings fan. Oh, very, very interesting. And I said, maybe that guy is just making every single person in the hotel listen to our podcast. Yeah, maybe. Just that one guy. Yeah. yeah. just He's just like, people are coming to Belgium. He's like, while you're here, listen to this podcast. It mm-hmm. tells you everything you need to know about Belgium. Yeah. It's also a Sacramento Kings podcast, so you can get unhelpful insight about last week's game yeah right. yeah yeah uh regardless though really cool yeah I, you know if, if if it's legit then great you know shout out to belgium well what made me but. think it wasn't is it said that uh by the way i think it's funny like if 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 it sounds like i'm being like egotistical Dude, i think it's very you know, funny exactly if, exactly if we make a dollar off of this podcast <laughs> i'm gonna laugh my fucking dick off uh but because it also said we were number 19 in america and i was like no way there's no way sports news though is what the category we're under is and i wonder okay. if i like picked a weird category that's like niche or something maybe like that. perhaps yeah 
I mean, I mean, sports do you even news. look at the amount of plays that we get? I've or? never, yeah, I've never even taken like, a peek yeah, most, at it. most, most of the time, that's yeah, stuff's not important. So that's not what we do. This, we're, we're just I doing only, this because we're bored. I, yeah, I only know of four people because they said something to me at a Kings game. Like, as far as I know, it's just those four people. Yeah, I got, listen. I got one guy walking down K Street telling me he loves the podcast. I've done many Kings podcasts. I don't know which one he's talking sure. about, but I assume that it's this one because this is the one I'm it's doing. It's a fair assumption. Yeah, it's definitely not Deuce and Mo. Uh, I would hope not. He, de- he definitely isn't a deuce. Of I yeah, because we we know what that demographic. Yes. Is. <laughs> like, uh, you can talk to Deuce and Mo about what they think about their uh, their demographic. Um, but yeah, I've gotten that, and then and then yeah, like I've seen people you know, like when we were at that game against Portland a couple weeks ago. Same thing. I guy sitting literally right behind us. Was yeah, telling, was telling you that he loved the podcast. Like. Um, yeah, it's cool, and and then you know we have buddies that we know that listen to the podcast and and let us know that they they enjoy it. So you know, shout out to all you guys. Seriously, like just the fact that just, like if it was just one person listening yes. to this, shout out the Belgians and shout out the rest of you. Yeah, seriously, shout, shout out, shout out whoever's bumping our Apple podcast number. Yeah, whoever's paying somebody under the table to boost our numbers. <laughs> shout out to you, man. Seriously. Yeah, well, whatever it is, it's funny to me and. uh Let's let's do a live show in Belgium one day. Oh, dude, that's gonna be great. Hopefully, hopefully, I can get that guy who used to play for Tottenham Hotspur to come out. And yes, like he'll just he'll just show up. And, and the and the front desk man of a hotel from a guy who yeah. follows me on Instagram. Yeah, so we need those two people specifically. Yes, I don't know how I'm going to get that soccer player to come, but but I'm I'm going to find out. Yeah, I, I will make it happen. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, make, speaking of making it happen, we are we missed a week, but mm-hmm. we're coming back. Last week's episode was optimistic, I'd mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Like what what we did record an episode. What yes. happened was this recorder has two inputs for a U- USB-C. This is a little inside baseball for the folks at home. Everyone who's wondering how what are some behind the scenes of royally stupid. Yeah, no, I plugged I plugged the power cord into the recording cord, so ah. it was trying to record into a power outlet. So gotcha, which sometimes feels like me watching Kings games because mm. it's just uploading into a power outlet. I just go, God, I don't remember anything that happened, and that's how I feel about all of last week's games. Yeah, yeah, I've got no no recollection of them. I remember the Portland game was a scrapper, right? But that was because we were there. Yes, and then. Friday was a beatdown of OKC, but I didn't watch that one. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember. I guess there may have been a Houston game people are informing me about, I'm, but I I'm, don't. Sources tell me that there was a game. As, as a matter of fact, there were two games in Houston. Yeah. But. It's fuzzy. Yeah. I really only remember. It feels like a Mandela effect. Maybe. I really like only Some people can, remember it. Some people don't. <laughs> I can only really recall the final quarter of, of this alleged second Houston game. Yeah. When Keon Ellis went off. Um, you know, with the Kings down by twenty or thirty or whatever, yeah. and then it earned him a starting spot in the game against Portland. Um, so I guess maybe we can just kind of just just summarize those two games up real quickly. The two games that I you remember them as oh, and many of you Kings fans probably remember it as oh, it's the two games where they got back on track. I remember those games as the first two starts of Keon Ellis' yeah, career. Keon Ellis and, homecoming, and since he has been in the rotation, they have yet to lose a game. But uh, yeah, Portland and OKC. Um, like you said, Portland game was kind of a dogfight. Definitely a just an ugly game. Went into overtime. Kings pulled it out. You and I had great seats for that. Yeah. Um. So shout out to your buddy for yeah. Shout out Aaron. Out. We did uh, shout him out last episode. Yeah. We yeah we, we definitely did. We're just doing it again just to be sure. <laughs> uh. And the Friday game against OKC really I I think 
yeah, the score is 105-98, but probably the team's most complete performance up to that point as far as on both ends of the court. Like, they were trying to manufacture offense any way they could without Fox. That's That explains 105 points, which is low by today's standards, but they only gave up 98. Um, and you'll be shocked to know that Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 33 of OKC's 98 points, accounting for more than a third of their offense. Yep. But that guy's just good. Yeah. So basically it was... What was Chet's line that game? Chet wasn't all that great. I, I think I think he I think he just about cracked ten points. Um but Sabonis was like just going right through that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was just overpowering Chet. I really I really don't think that that was something that Chet was prepared for. Yeah. Um and you know what? I mean, th- I, I I get it, dude. Like that guy, there's a difference of probably like a hundred pounds there between the two dudes. Yeah. So yeah, it was probably Chet's first, you know, like Bad start. Mediocre slash bad yeah, game in he, a he while. He was 12, 7, and 1. Uh huh. Yeah. Us stealing a block, 5 of 12, 0 of 3, 2 of 3 from the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that game was fun because it kind of was like, oh shit, okay. Like, this team, they play, you know, like this is not, they're not going to just completely crumble. That Portland game looked like, you know, that, that could have been a, a bad win against a bad team type mm-hmm. situation. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that the game on Friday really was like, okay, they do have some kind of ability without Fox, but yeah. we didn't really need to see much beyond that mm-hmm. because come Monday they get the Cavs. Yeah. And the Cavs, man, I mean, they took it to the Warriors twice within a span of a week. Yep. I mean, they dispatched that team. Oh yeah. Can we, can we talk about that for a second? The, did you see the Donovan Mitchell Cheap shot by Draymond Green. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel bad for Draymond Green, man. It always feels like, you know, he's in the center of issues, yeah. and it's like this league is out to get him. Hundred percent, dude. It's like, wh- when is he going to catch a break? You know, I, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. And there were a lot of people over the off season saying, no, we don't want Draymond Green, uh, Dr- Draymond Green here in Sacramento. And I'm like, why not, man? The guy's got four titles. Clearly an alpha. Yeah. And. You need more alphas on this team. You, right. know, you need you need championship pedigree and just more alpha, maybe even sigma. Yeah. You know. Yes. Right. Mentality on this team in order to win a title. And people were like, no, we don't we don't want him here in yeah. Sacramento. And I said, wow, you know, it's really really, like, that's really short sighted of you to just assume that he would be bad for this team because yeah. the guy's got four titles, right? And is probably one of the you know they can call him a role player or whatever, but he's one of the greatest role players of all time you know former defensive player of the year totally and i mean you know by now many of you have seen it but he put rudy gobert into a chokehold and like where is that on the kings well we, we need more well of that. hold on did did he put rudy gobert in a chokehold or did the back of rudy gobert's head attack draymond green's chest i i mean what where was draymond's arm supposed to be in that situation you know rudy gobert puts his neck right there mm-hmm. he's trying to keep himself supported he starts you know, for all intents and purposes, rear naked choke holding Rudy Gobert, but that's not his fault. That's what you do when there's a Frenchman in your arms. Right. You okay. Know? You know what? That I didn't I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. And well, I'm here to offer a fresh perspective. As a guy who just roots for Northern California teams, mm-hmm. I I've bec- I've become a bit of a Warriors fan myself, and I can okay. say that Draymond Green is once again innocent and misunderstood. I, and I think we can leave it at that. I, I really do. I There's not much else that needs to be said. You know, hashtag free Draymond. He got a five-game suspension. By the way, conveniently comes back when, when the Kings get back from their road trip and they mm-hmm. play their in-season tournament game. So shout out to the NBA for yeah, that. Yeah, NBA smart. And 
and yeah, I there's nothing else that needs to be said. That yeah. man, you know, the the anti Draymond Green deep state, yeah. once again reared its ugly head, and it's here's, unacceptable. Here's like a real statement I have about the it's the Rudy Gobert thing is kind of like is a lot more Draymond being Draymond shit to me, mm-hmm. where it's like. He wanted to choke Rudy Gobert. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's really what it boiled that, down that to. That was that was building for I think six years. Yeah, right. Yeah. It felt like that was coming for a long time. Mm-hmm. But the Donovan Mitchell thing was weird. Did you see that play? Yeah, I really thought that that was like really cheap and dirty, yeah. and could have really ended badly for Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way that, like, you know, it. It felt it felt like the Sabonis stomp a little bit, where yeah. it's like, I don't think that that stomp was like that hard, but you don't need to do something like that that hard for it to result in something, you know, potentially dangerous. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I I don't I I have a lot of respect for Draymond Green as like a competitor, but dude, it's just tough to like. Yeah, I, that I think that the the choke almost should have been like. Because it looks more egregious than the Donovan Mitchell thing. That right. really should have been a longer suspension simply for the fact that this happened. He's been... Oh, he's a repeat offender like multiple times. Yeah, within like the last week, he's a repeat offender. Dude's you got know a what rap I mean? sheet like, a mile long. It's yeah. crazy. So anyway, um, and uh, as long as Steph's not current, Steph's not playing, and mm-hmm. if, if that means Draymond's not playing, I'm also okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, that is actually kind of funny, though, how that was a thing that was mentioned uh, and Rudy Gobert allegedly said this before the game. He's like, well, Steph's not playing, so Draymond's probably going to try to get himself yeah. ejected, and literally not even two minutes into the game, it happens. Yeah, like, Rudy said that he said to himself, well, when I saw Steph wasn't playing, I was like, well, Draymond's going to get ejected. Yep. And then someone pulled the numbers, and it was seven of his last 11. Yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, but I guess that stat was misleading. Sorry, we're on a Draymond right now. But I guess that stat well, was this misleading. This is a pro Draymond podcast. We can talk about it. Yeah, ourselves. right. This is this is like really like the... The, you know that that TV show, the story of OJ. This is us building oh, yeah, our, yeah, yeah. building our Draymond defense right mm-hmm. now. We're the dream mm-hmm. team. Yep. Um, yeah, but I saw that someone pointed out that uh, like four of those last seven came in a season where like whatever that season where Curry missed the entire season basically, and they ended up with the first pick. Yeah, yeah. Like it dates back that far. Yeah, it was four, the 19, oh, it was the it was the Kobe year, the nineteen twenty season. Yeah, yeah, so it goes back that far. So wow. four four of those ejections were in that. So it's like really, then it comes down to like three of yeah. his last, you know, okay. whatever. So a little, you know, I, I'm a big pro Draymond guy. Everyone knows that about yeah, me. Yeah, man. So, yeah, same here. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the Cleveland game. We're we're happy to see Donovan Mitchell out there that he survived a Draymond Green. Yeah, attack. thank goodness. And you know who locked him up that night though? On Monday night Tell against him. against against the when he played against the Kings. Tell him one Keegan Murray, dude. He's been lights out. Who had a fantastic offensive game that night as well? Yeah, like twenty twenty five eight and one, nine of thirteen from the field. A nice sixty nine percent. Nice. 62%, 5 of 8 from 3, mm-hmm. and then 2 of 2 of the line. Yeah. That's that's what's going to make Keegan Murray fun, man, is if he can go 5 of 8 from 3 and 2 of 2 from the line one game, and then the next game he can get his free throws up to like 8 or 9, mm-hmm. 10, you know, somewhere in that range. Like, he's really going to have that ability this year. And, uh, yeah, that Cleveland game was incredible. He looked amazing on defense. Yeah, I think, I think people are a little bit, maybe a little disappointed – if you look at the leap that you were expecting Keegan Murray to take, uh, it's kind of been hit or miss, but it's nights like 
that against the Cavs where you're like, oh, it's there. He's yeah. just got to be a little bit more consistent about it. Um, you know, the games before that and then uh, the games after that, you know, kind of so-so. Bottom line is the team won. He contributed. And these days, you know, like last season, he was specifically just only a spot-up shooter, right? That was the one play type that you could do yep. with him. It was a handoff or like a screen into a three-pointer. Um, if he wasn't giving you any spot-up shooting last season, then you're kind of thinking, what is he out there for? This year, he could take zero shots a game. But on defense, he's making a massive, massive impact. And and the Kings are in the upper half of the league in defensive rating, which just shh. Is that official? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was 13th heading into the San Antonio game. Okay. Which is and what they give up crazy. last night? Uh, they gave up 120 so. last night. I, I don't know uh, the number now. I guess we can just look it up. But oh, it was 120, 129, huh? Right, yeah, 129, 120, yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, Keegan is a big reason why the team has made such a huge leap on defense. And and Monday was, against the Cavs, was just a huge example. Like I was just the prime example of a guy who's taken a huge step forward on that end of the floor. Like I remember the beginning of last season, Guy was getting blown by like by by basically any smaller guard, didn't matter who, um, had horrible screen navigation, couldn't really guard the pick and roll. And this year it's just completely different. And he's guarding Victor Wembanyama, Donovan Mitchell, you know, stuck LeBron a few game uh, a, a few times uh, during the Lakers game as well. I mean, he's it's been a gauntlet of tough tough matchups for him, and he's held his own. So yeah. it's, it's it's been really really nice to see from him. Yeah, he's he's been incredible. I think that that's going to be kind of the talking point for the beginning of the year, not just with Keegan, but I've also seen a lot of improved defense from Sabonis and, and Fox. Obviously, that's that's been the the big the big three for me that at the beginning of the year is their defense improvement uh, is not only welcomed but needed. So I've been happy with that. Yeah, shout out Keegan Murray. He he locked Donovan Mitchell up and. Um, Keon Ellis played well that game. Keon Ellis did play well against the Cavaliers. Um, yeah, just doesn't just doesn't play outside of himself. You know, just goes in there and just gives you solid minutes. Um, yeah, and we had a conversation about this about how, I mean the 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 difference is clear when it's Keon guarding you know kind of a a, a taller guard or a wing as opposed to Davion Mitchell, right? Because the height yeah. is, I mean, like it's five, six inches in difference right there as far as height goes. And obviously he just has a, a you know bigger wingspan, but he has just about the same lateral quickness. Uh, the thing that separates Davion from a lot of people is the fact that he can just accelerate and decelerate while like just by backpedaling and sliding like crazy. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like it defies physics, but at six feet tall, like what is that actually really going to give you Uh Keon out there? Just being, Six four, six five, and being able to just contest shots, keep guys in front, yeah. navigate screens. Um, that's been that's been a huge, huge add to the rotation because now you have a guy who just you know, like you especially now with Fox back, you know, if you stick him next to Fox and they did play some minutes together against San Antonio, um gives you a little bit more versatility on defense. It's nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice it's nice to have. Yeah, and, and he just he just knows his role, goes out there, runs the team when Fox isn't out there and then once Fox comes back in, whether he stays on the court or not, like he accepts it, plays his ten to twelve minutes a night, and he just gives you enough to where you're like, okay, like I, I have to play this guy because he gives us he's such a plus on defense. Like we need him out there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, his his stat line isn't incredible. He only had two points, and he was like negative three on the box score. But um, the the 
the Kings as a team held Darius Garland to 16 points mm-hmm. on like five of 14 and three of eight. So right. you're going to love Darius Garland hitting three of eight from three. Right. Like that's almost right. a guaranteed win against the Cavs. So yeah, Keon Ellis has been good in the rotation. I, I'm an advocate for becoming the biggest Keon Ellis pod. I think that we should like almost just cover Keon Ellis. All right. So we're pro Draymond. Well, we're pro Draymond we're, by principle. That okay. man is innocent, and we're two lovers of justice. True. That is true. Yeah. We don't. And I and I typically believe in the American justice system. Yeah. I feel like it's a very fair system that has always it doesn't have any flaws. You know, due process. Totally believe in that. And the NBA should follow suit. The NBA. Yeah. The NBA should should adopt something like that because they're being very unfair to Draymond. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Draymond. Draymond is being. Draymond. I mean, he's being made an example of, and mm-hmm. it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. It's disgusting. Can't they, stand it. They should do they should do this against like the real dirty players in the league, like Luka Doncic. Yeah, man. He's that always guy, screaming at the that referees. Guy stinks. I mean, even like Draymond is polite. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, you gotta think about it, dude. There's so many guys. I mean, like I, I personally think that Dylan Brooks is on the same level as Draymond as far as being dirty, you know? Yeah. And it's just like why why is that guy not being punished yeah. for anything? You know, like why is John Morant getting this indefinite suspension or twenty five games or whatever the hell it is that he's suspended for and and nobody nobody looked at Dylan Brooks while he was on the Grizzlies and thought maybe that guy's the problem, you know, and then they let him get money to go to Houston and then now he's still being dirty, right. significantly dirtier than Draymond out there. Like, come on. It's true. Wait, Since Dylan up. Brooks has been in Houston, there has been zero John Morant gun waves on Instagram. So, I mean, the proof seems to be kind of in the pudding. Connect the dots, man. Connect the dots. Yeah. It's right you, there in front you of you. You tell me, folks. Yeah, come on now. Um, okay, so then the Kings, the Kings head out to the beautiful sunny L.A. where, I mean... At this point, we're just expecting wins against the Lakers. Yeah, they, they stink fucking ass. They've, I think, they I think they've suck. won. I think they've won five consecutive games in LA. They oh, didn't. Really? They didn't lose in LA last year to yeah. both the Clippers and the Lakers. No. They didn't lose a single game down there. Yeah, that's so. kind of. I mean, maybe you know, maybe they start having a little bit of respect. Maybe they bring the entertainment industry up here. Yeah, there's two special talents just waiting to be discovered up here. Just saying, people. Hollywood North. Yeah, or, bring it. Or bring Hol- it up. This Hollywood mi- Mid North. Mid Vancouver's <laughs> Hollywood North. So exactly. That's true. That's um, true. Yeah, that that Lakers game just felt amazing. I mean, Sabonis, Herder, and Fox. I mean. This is going to be one that like we remember mm-hmm. towards the end of the season, even mm-hmm. as like a, oh shit, there it is. Yeah, I mean, Monday against the Cavs, it was this systematic. They took care of business, right? They went about their business and they they did what needed to be done. Awesome, right? Uh, Fox's first game back yep. that night, right? So yep. it was nice to have him back in the fold, and he picked up right where he left off. But if you look at Monday to Wednesday, and then I know we'll get to Friday against the Spurs. But from Monday to Wednesday, it's like, okay, like Wednesday, you're like, okay, this guy is all the way back. He yep. is basically getting whatever shot he wants. I think aside from a few missed floaters that he was very upset about um, himself for, he was basically just hitting everything, getting wherever he wanted to, setting guys up. And you're like, oh, okay, I can see the vision now. Like there was a point in that game in the third quarter where I was like, dude, this team is beating the shit out of this Lakers team. And granted, the Lakers were on a second out of a back-to-back. I'm not making excuses, but they were on a second out of a back-to-back. Yeah. The, the the message was clear. We're, we need to run these guys out of the gym, you know, yep. especially with their best player being, you know, one of the oldest players in the league. Right. 
get and their get second these... best player being one of the biggest frauds in the entire yes. league. Yeah, who by the way still not beaten Demontis Sabonis in head to head matches. Yes, can't cannot beat Demontis Sabonis. He cannot get that monkey off his back, dude. No. It's crazy. Like no. 0 and eight against Demontis Sabonis. Yeah. Pretty pretty crazy. Um yeah, I mean they just they just kicked their ass. They just yeah. they just took them to the woodshed, honestly. And yeah. let me say this. Let me go completely on record here. I don't know if I have a reputation as a hater. <laughs> But I certainly do not, because Kevin Herter, you bad motherfucker, dude. Oh, man. What a game from Kevin wow. Herter. Wow. 10 of 16 from the field all around. Mm-hmm. 6 of 11 from 3. I mean, if Kevin Herter's going to go out there and shoot 55% from 3 against the Lakers, yeah, the, King, the Kings are going to be okay. Have, have your bad nights against the fucking Thunder. Let everyone else pick you up. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, go out there. Although and, he was outstanding against the He was. I, I'm just saying, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 The team the teams that, you know, we can we feel like we can handle anyway, but those are those are the games where they're going to need Kevin Herter to step up For big sure. and it was so nice to mm-hmm. see him really step up. I know he had he had kind of gotten off the schneid a couple games prior like Right. Said, it, okay, it was so. probably I mean like, he looked pretty good. He looked like he was getting there against Portland. Yeah, he, he shot the ball way better against Portland. And then he had a freaking double double. Yeah, against, against OKC. OKC, yeah. And then yeah, he kind of just like slowly ramped up to you know, like he was great against Cleveland. Yeah. And when you get a good shooting night from both Kevin and Keegan, it's over. Say good night. Fox is yeah. back that night too, right? He's yeah. playing well, and 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 Sabonis has been on an incredible run as well over the last five games. Yeah. And then on Wednesday night, you go into L.A. and you go six of eleven from three, and he's hitting shots from like all platforms, like the guys like hitting off movement, spot up threes, all that stuff. And uh, you did see the the stare down at the fan right after he hit a three oh in, the, in the right corner dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did he say something i couldn't tell I think, if he said something. i think he did say something but it looked know. like he may have let a little like bitch slip out or yeah, something maybe, like something maybe, just yeah. a one syllable word right right um yeah and i mean the 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 real story of the lakers game i think is the defense i mean yeah. every single player in the starting lineup with multiple steals mm-hmm. uh 20 in total from the team only one block, but I mean, how many blocks do you need when you got twenty steals? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're giving your causing, team twenty extra possessions. Yeah, causing turnovers and really being active in the passing lanes. It's like every single guy saw the assignment that night, and I I couldn't tell. I had the same thought of as you of like this is a second game of a back to back. I don't I can't tell how like much of this is like an exhausted Lakers team mm-hmm. or even a Lakers team that's just not meshing. Yeah. There it was like a little bit of that. There was a couple times where the Lakers were just turning it over, mm-hmm. like a, not even steals, just unfor- like a couple passes out of bounds. I yeah. saw. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know what to make of that team. It feels this no is my idea. favorite thing is the Lakers fans just are like, I mean, Cam Reddish is playing well. Rui Hachimura has been, eh. but that they think that basketball is truly just like, well, I saw his mixtape on Ball is Life. When he was in high school, and that means the Lakers should definitely go get it. That's the thing. Look, I know many knowledgeable Lakers fans. I know many knowledgeable Warriors fans. However, the majority of those fan bases just like their teams. They don't really venture out outside of the bubble that is their own team. Like they really love basketball. They just love their own teams. And so, when a guy gets traded there, they watch you know a couple minutes of a hoop mixtape, <laughs> or like dude, that's it. You know, yeah. somebody's best dunk highlights. Highlight. Yeah, or like yeah, or they'll watch yeah, they'll watch a dunk contest. Dunk highlights from the bubble. <laughs> and then, yeah, then all of a sudden it's oh, this guy's gonna be the best thing you know since yeah. sliced bread. The the one trade that I will never 
ever forget that they made that had that that fan base so ready to like they they thought they were gonna win it all. Yeah, they thought they were gonna go all the way because of this guy. You'll never believe this. Let me hear it. When they traded for Ramon Sessions. No way. Lakers fans thought that that guy was gonna be like, oh, that's that's the guy. Like he's he's gonna be the guy that's gonna take this team to the next level. When Ramon was that? Sessions, I think twenty eleven. Yeah, I was gonna say was yeah twenty twelve. And that was when they got swept by the Mavs in the second yeah. round. Yeah. And the Mavs were the eventual champions. So hey, no shame in that. But they thought this guy was gonna be awesome, dude. He was not good enough. Yeah. He it, was not good there. And then he just wasn't really good ever again because yeah. then he was an eventual king and he was not good in the king. <laughs> well, you're a couple years older than me. By you know, mm-hmm. I'm 28. Years yeah, I'm 46. 46. Yeah. yeah. So you have your brain came on a little bit during like the or my my brain. What I should say is that like my brain turned on during like the Kobe Shaq years. Okay. But yeah. like, I my most of my memories of Lakers are like Kobe Pow. Yeah. Okay. And then Kobe and whatever the Lakers could throw in front of him, <laughs> like whatever, whoever, Kobe, Kobe who, Jordan Andrew, Far- and, Farmar, Andrew Bynum, <laughs> Sasha Vujicic. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like it was. It was like uh, Kobe Bryant and and eleven guys who don't quit during practice because he's too mean to them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I think I think the most legendary run of 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 teammates that he had yeah, that just obviously for us was like box office and just tested his patience every single day was when he had like Nick Young and Jeremy Lin. Yeah. And he was, he was just absolutely, he was shitting on those guys yeah, he's every like, single day in practice. Could you imagine what he must've thought when Jeremy Lin got dreads? <laughs> was Jeremy Lin on the Lakers when he had dreads or he had kind of still like a I regular think, haircut? I think, I think he did the dreads and braids thing after the Lakers. It was uh, when yeah, he, he was, was on the nets. He was on the nets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember he honestly, man, look, Jeremy Lin, good, Shout looking, Jeremy good, Lin. good looking guy, obviously, you know, went to, went to Harvard and somehow carved out an NBA career. Like that's not, yeah, you know, pretty cool. But you know, he's got multiple huge contracts too. Like that's that's like, and we're Northern California sports fans, so we root for a guy from Palo Alto. Exactly. Yeah, he's from Palo Alto, yeah. man. Yeah, East Palo Alto, man. Shout out to shout out to the PA. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, he was great and all, but at that point in Kobe's career, uh, I think he's looking for a little bit more than Jeremy Lin as his starting yeah. slash backup point guard. Yeah. And second that, stint, Derek, Derek Fisher wasn't cutting. It. No. It, Oh my god, I totally forgot that was the thing. Yeah, like that's yeah. I I I remember looking at those teams after the Pow Kobe years, and yeah. I'm like, dude, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, what is this? Yeah, that sucks. That is kind of what my memory is of them actually, mm-hmm. where it's like the Lakers fans just like being fired up that they're getting like a new guy, mm-hmm. like any this new guy, new guy is going to be the reason. Jason Capono. Yeah, Jason Capono. Wow, that's a great pool. Yeah, I remember them being super hyped. Anyway, what I'm saying is Lakers fans are dumb as hell. <laughs> um, I don't think you're going to get a disagreement from most basketball fans out there. Yeah, and I think our fans are going to really love that. Yeah, I think I think that one's going to go over well with our with with our listeners, all six of them. Yeah. So and, yeah. and Belgium and, Bel- uh, and, Belgium, and in Belgium, right? The entire fucking hates the Lakers. The entire of country of Belgium is definitely all down with that message. If you're sure. Belgian, Belgian, and you're coming to the United States. Go to Los Angeles and take a shit outside the Crypto.com yep, arena. Right in front of the Magic Johnson it's statue. Le- it's legal in this country. Yeah, I'm told they won't do a thing. They won't. It's a normal thing down there. 
Um, all right, so we we kind of have moved quickly here. I wanted to. We got to do the Spurs, the the Spurs uh, in season tournament game. Yeah, the yeah. in season tournament game. But before we do that, the Lakers game kind of gave me a good opportunity. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on what you're seeing defensively, because I, I re- there's a couple things that I remember. Primarily, the 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 big focus I remember last year was forcing everyone middle. Right or or they wanted to keep everyone away from the middle. Correct. That's called icing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they still? Is that still the point of emphasis? Because it feels like the point of emphasis is they're like, you know, like what's it? Hedging screens. Where, right. Where right. You pop out on the right. screen mm-hmm. and and being just physical and like you know, kind of like making sure no one comes through the lane untouched. Mm-hmm. Like it's it seems like they're less concerned about directional stuff and more about like fundamental physicality yeah i think so i think that's that is a good observation their their physicality really and just their connectedness would make it seem as if they don't care where they're um where they're kind of influencing these players to go or right. it might it might seem as if they they're not taking away middle as much i don't i i still think that you know and this is this is just me putting my my coaching hat on uh, 5-0 and record as an interim head coach, as a high school coach, so I Uh-oh. definitely know what I'm talking about. Okay. Watch out. That's the best record for a head coach in my school's history. It's the best record. Minimum for- five games. Yeah, and it's so, the best record for a coach of all time. It's a 1,000% winning record. That, no one's ever done that's better. That's true. Exactly. Nobody can do better than that. Nobody has ever yeah, done as better. Long as, as long as the caveat is that you only count five games, I'm I'm certainly up there. I'm, right. on, I'm on a list with some some really, really special people. And because it was only five games, you kind of count the fifth game as a championship game? Yeah, yeah. So I guess you could. It yeah. is it is a championship win. Essentially, essentially. it is. You know, you, you get a bracket of 16 or 32 teams together. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's you're only as good as your last game. That was a win. Exactly, and that was a dub. So as far as I'm concerned. That is true. You have um, to be a winner. But from... From a from a coaching perspective, I I would imagine that there's still like you have to have uh, principles and um, and rules that you have to fall back on on both offense and defense. Um, offensively, I mean, I, I I can tell you right now like what their rules are and and what they run and and what gets triggered and when this happens that happens that whole thing because I, I I probably watch the offense more. Yeah. On defense, I still think that the message is we're not giving up middle. You just don't generally want to give up middle at all. Like there's there's maybe one defense that I can think of that's an actual system or concept that encourages giving up middle. And I just don't think that it's made its way to the NBA simply because NBA players are too good for you to just willingly give up the middle of the floor to them. Yeah. So I think they're still icing teams. They're still icing ball handlers up top. But you're right, in pick and roll – you know they do ask a lot of Demontis Bonus. Yeah, and he's up there either at the level, meaning he's he's right there, you know, at the touch where he's kind of got his arm on the screener mm-hmm. and meeting guys there, or he's actually coming up and he is hedging a little bit more on ball screens a little bit more this season. Although we don't see it like as frequently as we do with other teams that have like super athletic five men, right? Yeah, um, he's doing a good job of coming up, and just showing, and then he's either able to get back to his man, and honestly, he's not that bad in space, so. That's been good. I think the the key difference, though, is what you what you mentioned, which is the physicality and the fact that these guys are just I don't know. I think I think it's so much easier to be confident about 
playing a pick and roll or a handoff or something like that a certain way and being a little bit more aggressive when you know the three guys behind you not involved in that action yeah know where to be and that's what i've seen from the starters especially um maybe minus harrison barnes yeah <laughs> been rough. uh been a little rough for hb but aside you know but but i mean even in help defense hb knows where to be like he's not as long as it's not him guarding a ball handler that's just quicker than him and younger than him he's okay in help yeah. defense. so i think it's it's the the two guys being involved in the point of attack action having more confidence that the guys behind them you know dealing with all the movement behind them will probably be where they need to be and this season i have not seen too many instances of somebody being completely out of position yeah and not being able to help one pass away or if they get dribble penetration going towards the rim like somebody's going to be there to contest that shot yep and that's been really really nice to see so i i i still do think that they're icing everything i still think that that's generally the rule i i i you know we saw Sabonis at the level a lot this season uh, last season he's doing it again this season but they they can be a little bit more aggressive and then i do just like i mean i'll use the okc game as an example that game, they said literally anybody but Shea, and he still got thirty three points. Mm-hmm. But there was a point in the game where they're like, "No, no, no, we are blitzing this guy. Like, we don't, we're not yeah. even, gonna, we're not even gonna wait for a ball screen. We're just gonna, we're just gonna go double this guy." And they got turnovers off of it. And if you can add those types of things into a game plan, or if you can just adjust that way on the fly in the middle of a game, oh, dude, that opens up a world of possibilities. And they were able to do that multiple times during that OKC game, kind of throw them off balance. And it's just like, okay, if the coaching staff has confidence that this is going to work and then it actually does work, I mean, that's, you know, it's, I would imagine it's really vindicating for the coaching staff because I think they've always had the belief that this team could be pretty good on defense. Right. It's just, oh, we wondered if it was the personnel. We wondered if, we wondered if some of these guys just don't, you know, they just don't have it on that end. Turns out you get 82 games last season plus the seven in the playoffs. And then now we're, you know, 10 games into this season, 11 games into this season. Um, turns out if you play roughly 100 games with one another, you start building some chemistry. And shout out to Deuce and Mo. They had me in King's Film Room. Also shout out to King's Film Room. Yeah. Um, he's not. He's going to hear this a little late because Fresno has bad internet. Right. But we were on Deuce and Mo before the season, and and we were asked that question by Deuce and Mo. You know, me and KFR were asked. You know, like, what do you think? Can 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 improvement happen internally? And I actually reposted the clip of where I said, Yeah, I, I, I think I think it can because the more you play with one another the better your defense will be simply because you trust one another more. And Kevin, after the Lakers game on Wednesday, was asked, like, what, what's with the defensive improvement? And he said, we're more connected than we've ever been. We are more connected, more trusting of each other than we've ever been. Yep. And it's showing. And it's showing. And and I think you can attribute it to that. You can attribute it to, you know, obviously, like, Keon Ellis on defense has been a revelation. Like, just throwing him out there makes your team defense Duarte. a little bit better. Duarte's been great. Like Duarte's can be a little chaotic. Like he picked up like four fouls in like seven yeah, minutes on Monday. It's scary sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and he and he fouled uh, at a pretty high rate against the Lakers, but oh, against the Spurs on Friday, he was fantastic. Yeah, so. but you know, even if he is getting like twelve to fifteen a night, if he's using four fouls, I, I know it's fast, but like I do like that. Like yeah. if the if the goal is physicality, like. Mm-hmm. I love Kevin, but he is getting kind of bullied out there sometimes, yeah, yeah. and so it is nice to have this a guy that you can throw in there that goes like, no, 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 no. Like Duarte is going to be up in your chest. He's mm-hmm. going to be mean about it. Yep. A couple times in that Lakers game, he was like in LeBron's chest yeah. and, and was. Yeah. It seemed really uh, unintimidated by LeBron, which yep. is like, I'm sure has to be an oxymoron. Like I cannot right. imagine standing yeah. in front of LeBron James and being like. 
this is the most confident I've ever been as a yeah, defender. Yeah, man. I, I still got to have a I, – I, I would love to have a conversation the next time I see him with Keon about – because he got cross-matched on LeBron a couple yeah. times. I want to be like, dude, what was that like? Yeah. <laughs> switch, switch, switch. Yeah. <laughs> if it was me – I'm just I got I know I got six take, fouls. I'm, take I'm using yeah. one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You kidding me? Yeah. But no, I think you're right. I think I think that's a good I think that's a good mentality to have. Is well, I got six of these. Yeah. And and if it means that I can either send a message or if I can just keep teams from just sleepwalking into the lane, then I will I will use fouls if need be. Um. And he and you're right. He was he was really he was really good at uh, at doing that against Lakers, including against LeBron. And then on Friday as well. I mean, there were a couple of times where he mixed it up with Jeremy Sohan and, um, and got called for a foul. And then literally right after the foul, they inbound the ball and he gets into his chest again yep. and then gets a turnover. Yep. Like, yeah, the guy. Oh, the yeah. Guy knows that, I, I, that was actually a play that came to mind. Yeah. There was like a he got up on Sohan and then Sohan like tripped over his own feet right, and turned right. it over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, it's been, you know, you hope that these guys like all can do enough of the. That seems to be one of the king's issues right now is that they have a lot of like one way like one dimensional guy. I don't want to say one dimensional because that seems so minimizing, but guys who's def who are definitely not two way players. Yeah. You know, to do one side of the ball much better than the other. Mm -hmm. And you just hope that enough of these guys like Sasha's a guy who comes to mind immediately where it's like or Trey Lyles, another guy where it's like, Can these guys be good enough defensively to like impact yeah you know it you don't need to be amazing you just gotta Literally, be able to impact yeah. yeah um and it seems like they are that that lakers win gave me a lot of encouragement san antonio last night was a little bit was a little bit beefy yeah but, yeah um but i thought the lakers game if they can if they can turn out you know 110 point yeah. <laughs> victories right you know 40 times a year yeah. they're gonna they're gonna and they go gave right. up i think they gave up 120 or whatever against uh cleveland but yeah, that's 120 120 to one hold on one 120 to 132 130 yeah well i mean like i mean that game was out of hand yeah by halfway through the fourth quarter yeah and, same with that yeah, lakers yeah. game so it's even that 110 feels kind of inflated I yeah, mean, yeah the lakers like brought it back in but the, they pulled their starters with like right five minutes left or something right and we were talking about uh, defensive and well, defensive rating specifically. As of right now, as of this recording, people, this is Saturday, Saturday um, at three thirty because there is a game on right now. Correct. There, we want to make there's sure a, there's a full slate of games. We want to make night. sure we're being honest with. But as of three thirty nine p.m. on Saturday here, um, you got the Kings fifteenth in defensive rating, and. 13th in offensive rating. Now, the offense, there's a big asterisk with that because have you seen the numbers with Fox <laughs> playing? It's crazy. They're the best offense in the league when he's playing. Okay, so the starting five is once again like one of the best starting fives in the league. Yeah. I think Boston's is like at a historical rate right now, but I think the Kings are pretty close to second or third if they're not in second. I mean, I think they're third or fourth if they're not in second. Um, and yeah, I mean the the Fox numbers are insane. But you know, I I'll be honest, I think that as much as I do think that like of course Fox is the answer and a, an MVP candidate and everything. I hope that we don't kind of have these revisionist spin on what we saw as like a, the Kings suck without Fox and they're great with him. Mm -hmm. Like I think that they just needed to be able to figure out what they needed to do without Fox 
and it turned out that Houston those those Houston games were a bad time to figure that out. Yeah, like when Houston you're was a tough matchup away from home, and yeah. yeah. But Portland, you saw it a little bit more. Sabonis had the ball way more in his hands than yep. any of the other games, and he was offensively really like really really driving the motor, really mm-hmm. pushing the tempo himself and stuff. So, and I think that Sabonis has since that Portland game. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like his season average in points is probably closer to like over twenty since that Portland game. Yeah, so as of right now, uh I mean he's up near twenty points and he was not close to that. Yeah, he was like seventeen, games. yeah, sixteen. I mean, I, I can a uh, shout out to Frankie uh Carticelli. He's been posting a lot of neat stats over the last couple of days here about the Kings. Uh DeMontis Sabonis last five games. These are these are the points totals from his last five games. 27, 29, 23, 17, and 27. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, take that, add it all up, divide it by five. What is that? I don't know. A lot. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's more, a lot. It's, it's enough points that you go, oh, yeah. And this is kind of something with Sabonis. It hit a three last night, I think. Hit two. Two. Yeah. Two last night. Yeah. I mean, you're, he's at least looking at the rim. Yeah, know? dude. You're like, oh, dude, it makes me like, it makes me like revved up, dude. Yeah. It's, thinking, thinking about a Demonis Sabonis who knows how good he is on offense mm-hmm. and then still is a decision maker like he can be like the seven assists are amazing but dude the 27 points last night yeah. is just whew. yeah he's he's been 9 of 13 yeah, that's ridiculous yeah dude. and he's in 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 the game against the lakers he had 17 13 and 13 yeah Against, he's against he's guy, unbelievable, man. Against the guy who yeah. I, I've been. I'm sorry, that wasn't against the Lakers. That was against the um, the Thunder. Sorry. Yeah, 17, his, 13, and 13. Yeah, what was his Lakers stats? It was 29, 20. 16, and 7. There we go. And that was against a guy who I've been told is supposed to be like a defensive player of the year candidate. But yeah, but has never all actually see, reached that. All I've ever potential. seen is a fucking fraud. <laughs> all I've seen is a guy who can only shoot inside the bubble and who is a major fraud. Uh, another Here's another neat thing that uh, Frankie tweeted out, um, and this is this goes back to our conversation about with and without Fox. Um, with Fox, the Kings average 127 points per game. They shoot 49% from the field, 38% from the three-point line, average 28 assists per game, and they're 5-1 and one in those games. Shocker. No Fox. Mm-hmm. They average 102.6 points per game. They shoot 42% from the field, 30% from the three, only 25 assists per game, and they're 2-3. and three. Now, that includes two games in Houston that, again, maybe happened, but I'm not sure. Yeah, still, we're still trying to figure yeah, out if we can. We're still trying Does to... Frankie have any tweets about if that Houston game happened or not? Um, I don't think so. No, but I, I think see. I can maybe shoot him a text and he can confirm to me whether or not they did or did yeah. not happen. Either but way, we'll, right now we'll act as if they didn't. Okay, yeah, we'll just go with that then. Yeah, um, yeah. look, really, really going out on a limb when I say this, but the Kings are better with De'Aaron Fox. Yes. <laughs> Yes, totally. They are a much better basketball team when De'Aaron Fox is on the floor. They're a much better basketball team when De'Aaron Fox is scoring 43 or when he is scoring 25. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that's what makes De'Aaron Fox, like, such a fun basketball player is, like, man, he, he just, like, I, I, I guess it, was, it must have been on that Lakers broadcast. I forget who was calling the game. Oh, maybe it was Doc Rivers. Oh, it was um, on Wednesday. The ESPN guys on the call, I think, were Dave Pash and um, I'm forgetting who the analyst was. Did Doc Rivers call a Kings game recently? Doc Rivers called the San Antonio game with Doris Burke. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Doc Rivers, I think, was just like, kept saying, like, every time De'Aaron Fox like 
drove and then kicked out. He'd be like, that's De'Aaron Fox. That's De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. He just like kept saying that. And it was annoying because I was like, shut up, I know. But, <laughs> but I do understand that like there's not probably not people outside of Sacramento who realize that that impact is exactly it. Is It's just like the defense can entirely collapses around Fox. It entirely collapses around Sabonis. And when they're both in the paint, mm-hmm. it's just mayhem for the defense. Yeah. Scramble city. Yeah, and it's just... I mean, yeah, really not much else needs to be said, man. They're just, they're so good. Sabonis and Fox are so good together. Yeah. And those two guys out there, just, it's, it's how, how, how do you, when, especially with Fox hitting three-pointers the way he's been hitting, you know, like. Yeah. Like, what's the answer for defenses, well, really? Yeah. There's no, there's, and there's no answer. And I, I do feel bad about this, but I, I've been self-hating a little bit. <sighs> And, you know, I just, it's tough as a Kings fan, but like, I think I don't like winning that much. Like, because five, ticket prices get inflated and we no, can't get any. It's just like five wins in a row. I'm like, here we go. I mean, the, why is the other team even showing up? You know, it's like we all know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, so on, on game days, when, when the game is about to tip off, you're like, ah. Got to watch another one of these. Is that kind of your attitude at this yeah, point? Yeah, well, it's just like, I mean, could we, like, make it, f- like, just two quarters or something? Like, it's going to be four quarters. It's going to be, like, a bully beatdown. <laughs> and then I'm also, like, concerned about the power grid in Sacramento. You know? Oh, yeah. The beam keeps yeah. getting lit. I don't know what kind of waters that thing, that mm. thing takes, but, you know, like... I, I every, mean, And they made it stronger this year. Like, you know, they, <laughs> everyone, everyone talks about the beam, but what no one talks about is that as like citizens of Sacramento, mm-hmm. when the beam goes on, our electricity like whoa, 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 yeah, like, exactly. like comes on and yeah. off, and it's just yeah, it's a nuisance. And so I don't know. Maybe we need. I say we tank. Okay. I say we trade De'Aaron Fox at the height. Mm-hmm. At the height of his. This is his his draft. I mean, his trade value is not going to get any higher than it there is right we now. Go. Uh, were you aware that he's leading the league in scoring as of uh, three forty six p.m. on? That's today? true. And we, you know, we should just admit defeat with the Demonis Sabonis trade. Right. Everyone's telling us we lost that trade. Uh, I'm told that we traded the wrong point guard. That's yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. That's it's that simple. Yes. Uh, that we just yeah, traded that the you wrong. Just guy. Traded the wrong ah. guy. Yeah. Man. Shame. Yeah. Real real shame. And yeah. you know what? The wattage issue and the electric, you know, the power grid issue in Sacramento is a real problem. Like we're enjoying these wins, we're enjoying the beam, but these are real life problems that people will have to deal with. You know, like yes. when when the elect when the power grid just completely shuts down, what happens? Are we prepared for that scenario? You know, like so we're enjoying this right now, but but who's who's talking about it? And right, right now we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, there's not many elected officials who are bringing these kinds of things up, and so I just think that the king's best strategy is to just like. You know, everyone said they're going to get hurt at one point. Maybe, you know, maybe this is a time where people start faking injuries sitting yeah, out just yeah. to, you know, kind of preserve the city, kind of our spirit. We're and, supposed to be downtrodden. We're and, everyone's little brother. It feels weird, I guess, is and, what I'm saying. And it would fit John Hollinger of The Athletic. It would fit his narrative that the Kings are going to get hurt this year. Yeah. He's almost, again, we've talked about this. He's rooting for it to happen almost. <laughs> yeah. and it And it did. I'll, I'll say that on the record. John Hollinger is wishing ill on the Sacramento Kings. I, yeah, I mean, he's basically insinuating as much with the way that he was talking about the team before the season. So, yes. yeah, it's not like you're really going out on a limb there when you no, say that. No, But, hey, they were 2-3 and three without De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, that, that does equate. And, you know, like, if you extrapolate that over an 82-game season, that's a losing team, right? 
So, you know, they're five and one with him. Injuries do happen. I mean, John Hollinger is obviously like sacrificing, I don't know, small rodents or, you know, has like a voodoo doll of Fox and Sabonis somewhere. That's, and he's yeah. probably going to start using that soon. Like these guys are going to get hurt according to John Hollinger. Yeah. So that means they're going to be a bad basketball team. So there you go. That's probably what's going to happen is, you know, that'll solve two issues. So one, the wattage and the power grid issue that you're talking about. Yep. It'll, it'll be nice to keep the lights on. And then they won't win anymore after that happens. And then we won't have to worry about wasting time watching these wins. Like, yeah. You know, like there will be some excitement because there won't be, it won't be, um, it won't be a foregone conclusion. That they're just going to win games. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, and then, you know, once they start sucking again, then I can tune back in, get my hopes up. Yeah. Be really excited for like some, some like second round pick guys that, you know, maybe f- like, Flamed out with the the Knicks or right, something like right, that that yeah. come over here in a, yeah. in a trade for some mean, cash considerations. It would mean that the Kings would keep their pick that they traded for Kevin Herter. This that would be you know, huge. That would be and you massive. never you never know what kind of player the Kings are going to get at the seven pick. Is it going to be someone who's not great, or is it going to be someone who's a little bit better than not great? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like are we going to get? Um, you know, in Sacramento, are we gonna get uh, we get you know are we gonna get Thomas Robinson or is it gonna be you know Tyreek Evans or your ghost Papayanis? Um, you a, never know with this team. In a bit of serious news, we have like eight minutes left. Okay. <laughs> well, real I quick, mean, uh, real yeah. quick, Spurs game. You want to just run through that? I mean, uh, oh, in yeah. season tournament game, the Kings are two and zero, top of the group. Yep. They're gonna go to Vegas. Yep. Hopefully, it's it's almost put it in stone as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I mean, Spurs beat Thunder on Tuesday in an in-season tournament game. Correct, dude. It's actually wild because point differential matters. Yeah, right. The Thunder, they're two and one in the group, but they have a plus thirty six point differential, which far and away is the highest in the group. However, they're in third place because of that one loss. Nice. And the Spurs, like, actually, the Spurs haven't won a game in group play. So I, I whoever it is that beat. The Thunder. Like, Wait, no, the Spurs did. But I don't think that was an in-season tournament game because I think on the, Tuesday. Yeah, I think it? it was. Was it? Yeah, I think because I, I thought so. the Spurs hadn't won a game in the group yet. <clears throat> I think which... that they had. They beat. Um, let me look. Oh, the Thunder beat the Spurs. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Now I I, I so that w- I would imagine that it was the Warriors that gave the Thunder its loss against it for the for the group. Correct. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. That's. I think, I'm thinking. That's what happened. Yeah, the Warriors beat the Thunder in the first one. Okay, gotcha. Well, they did us a solid. Yeah. <laughs> because yes. that plus thirty. Like, if they had just not lost that game, that plus thirty-six point differential would be far. Like, that would keep them afloat. So right now, it's basically between the Timberwolves, who, by the way, are looking pretty good. Um, Man, I that gotta game. Eat my word that on game. We will be talking about wolves. the game the next time we record because that game is coming up yep. this week. So. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. That, that the group essentially comes down to that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, I'm enjoying the fuck out of the in season tournament. Uh, the Spurs game. De'Aaron Fox did whatever he wanted out there. That was basically the summary of that. The 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 rest of the team looked good, but Fox looks like the man. Um, yeah. yeah. The the in season tournament has been fun. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, meaningful November basketball. Man. Yeah, it is like it's way meaningful. Yeah, and what I am enjoying with the point differential, and it kind of makes me wonder if we should just add it to the NBA games too, like okay. really use it as a uh, some kind of tiebreaker. Yeah. Because I I do not understand why teams stop scoring the ball. I it's so weird to me. It's like the only sport where it's like a complete give up at the end. Well, I'm told it's because of sportsmanship. 
Yes. That's what they say. But as a hater. <laughs> well, they say it's sportsmanship, and then they treat it like each other like shit. The right. Enti- like that, that Thunder or that Timberwolves-Warriors game mm-hmm. probably ended. I mean, I'm not saying like. You know, with like 18 seconds left, like hoist a three up. But I'm so weirded out when I see like teams like basically running out the clock with like a minute 50 left. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why? There's like, if it's under the shot, like, could you imagine a team just like in the NFL, like taking a knee for like three straight series? You know what I mean? Just being like, yeah, yeah, no, you guys can have the ball back. We're just going to kill the clock. Uh, I mean, I've basically seen the equivalents. You know, Brock Purdy's arm fell off in the (laughs) NFC title game last year. And then they basically did like the elegant version of that, which was just hand the ball off. Yes, because nobody could throw a forward pass. I guess that's true. I guess just running, <laughs> just spamming HB draw. Yeah, yeah, just halfback dive. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it it is just weird. I like we were wa- me and my dad were watching the Spurs Kings game yesterday, and like mm. uh, at the end, I think Herder shot a three, and my dad's no, like, no. So oh. it was like a fast break layup, and he like and whoever was threw it ahead to him. I think it was Fox threw it ahead yeah. to him and he got there just in time and got and got that bucket to go. Yeah. And that's big because that's point differential. Yeah, average. that's my dad was like, what the hell was that? And I was like, it's point differential. By the way, were you aware that the spread was eight and a half? No, I wasn't. That's very funny. So people thought that the fix was in. <laughs> and then a whole bunch of people on Twitter had to tell these stupid bettors like, yo, dude, like point differential matters. Maybe don't God. bet the spread when point differential that's matters. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, also, that's got to look like the most obvious evidence of yeah. game fixing yeah. if you're better yeah. if you don't know that rule and a guy just <laughs> <laughs> hilarious the, uh, yeah, final score was 129 120 there you go <laughs> that's perfect um yeah uh the other thing i was gonna say is i guess it doesn't really matter anymore we could talk about it, it i don't know this kelly Ubre thing is getting fucking nutty oh, dude man. what yeah. the hell you remember the Monte Ellis thing, right? Where he like uh, got hurt in like a moped accident, yes. and then he lied about, lied it. about it. Yeah. So is that what it seems like to you? I don't know. People kept on bringing up the Monte Ellis thing, though. Yeah. They were saying this is this has shades of the Monte Ellis. I was listening to the situation. mismatch, and someone said that they heard. Someone said they heard. God, what a gossipy hen I am. Um, <laughs> what a fucking loser. Um, Kevin O'Connor <laughs> said that he sp- like someone within the police department that in philadelphia doesn't believe it happened interesting so it doesn't sound like the police believe it happened and then also the ring doorbell camera that they like obviously leaked quote unquote did you see that i didn't yeah they like I gotta watch tmz got a, a ring doorbell cam of course but, TMZ. Got but people pointed that. yeah exactly like he just obviously gave it to tmz yeah clearly how, how did they get his ring his ring doorbell cam but he's like coming inside and he's saying I got hit by a car as he's walking inside. Uh-huh. But like the front door is unlocked. Like people pointed out like he just walks straight into the house. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's just like that's just bizarre. Weird, dude. Yeah. What a weird situation. Weird. And and it was so cool seeing, by the way, Tyrese Maxey. Like Godlike. He was already we already knew he was pretty good. But you could tell that the leap was happening pretty early on in the season. That's why they made that Harden trade, yeah. right? And now he's like been completely oh unlocked. He's so awesome, but dude. After real... he scored fifty, yeah, and they showed the the video in the locker room. They gave him the game ball, and then he was like, "Yo, you know, this is for, for this is for KO, yeah. man." And everybody's like, "Love, love, love!" Like, now what? Now yeah. what? Like, does that video still have the same meaning? What happens now? Like, what if he's faking it? Then what? Like, yeah. Well, what I guess like the thing that's kind of interesting about it is like. You heard now that it's 
it's like a couple it's like not that long it's like maybe two or three week injuries instead okay. of like six to eight months like they th- or you right. know like a long time so that even makes it more interesting is like does he just come out and say like ah i was like just riding my bike and because i guess what they were also saying on the mismatch is that videos came out of him like like mountain biking like taking like going okay. biking on like like slopes and shit mm-hmm. And so they're saying that, like, maybe he is, like, into, like, extreme sports like mm. this. Not necessarily that he was drunk or something like that. I think that's where everyone's brain immediately goes is that he was, like, under the influence and fell off his bike. But okay. I was wondering, yeah, maybe if he's just, like, an extreme, you know, does kind of crazy shit on his bike yeah. and wiped out. He does seem like... Perhaps. I'm going to peg Kelly Oubre as, like, an extreme sports guy. He seems yeah. like the kind of guy who would love snowboarding. Okay. Do you not see it? Me personally, I don't. He seems like the kind of guy who would fucking love it. Okay. Yeah, he. I don't know what it is. I would about. be shocked, but I don't see it. You know who else strikes me like that is Franklin Jackson. Frank Jackson. You know the. He was like a point guard for East. Oh yeah, still yeah, 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 yeah. The Jazz. He strikes me as another guy who probably loves skateboarding. Too. Okay. Yeah, Kelly Oubre. I'm. I'm just gonna say he's like a. He's like a street biker. Okay. Yeah, he does like a. God, what was that game? Do you remember? Did you play, ever play that game, Matt? God, the people at home will know. It was like the 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 match to Tony Hawk, but it was BMX. Right. God, what's what's that guy's name? Now it's gonna bother. He passed me. away, Matt something. The people at home know. Hoffman. Matt Hoffman. Was sure. it Matt Hoffman? I don't know because also Huff is a bike. Right. Huff. So, Huff or Huffy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, Huffy. So maybe yeah. I'm just getting those two mixed. Yeah. Up. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. Rest in peace. Thank you for a great video game. Yeah. Honestly, man. You know, like wh- where would we be? Where would we be as a society had it not been for that game? Yeah. You know? yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. I think we're getting out of here. <laughs> Dude, my stomach hurts so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Okay, hey, but dude. hey, uh, Drew powered through, man. He pa- said he said we're gonna make through. this we're gonna make this happen because we didn't get a, a, an episode out last week for the Belgians. So you know, yeah. this is this is for, this is for Belgium, right? I, this is for the country of Belgium. Who, if you guys need a point guard for your national basketball team, I am available. And also, I've been farting so much, I feel bad if Drew can smell them. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Drew Absher is dumb. That's the best place to see me, Drew. Yeah, uh, jru.e on Instagram and threads, although um, admittedly I probably should start using threads more. Um, picking up steam over there. Are you? Well, well, no, just like in general. Like threads is kind of – I like it. Yeah. I'm like, having like fun on are, NBA people threads. Are, people are starting to use them more, so that's kind of cool to see. i got to remember to post on there. It's just too many apps. Uh, and then uh, that local guy, of course, the O is a zero – uh, that's me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who are listening who uh, bought a meet-and-greet ticket tragic, before, before the uh, Trailblazers game, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that, I, was th- that that was a decision that I had to make for my family and I. So, yeah. you know, um, and we'll, I think we'll, people, we'll, we'll run it back. We'll, we'll pe- do it again. People are respecting your privacy, I hope. They're not, no. but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's all right. I'm sorry about that. Um, the last thing I want to say is the Warriors are dead. I'm I'm burying the Warriors. It, it's done, huh? They're dead. We're putting we're putting the nails in the coffin. They're dead. Jonathan Kaminga isn't who we thought he was. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week later.